0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W-Y-N-N for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP.
1: Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matchup. Pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed.
0: Yes, indeed. Welcome in to the latest edition of the only digital radio show that loves to focus in on those underdogs. Whether it be college football, the NFL, and soon-to-be mostly college basketball all the way through February, the greatest month of the year, March, and into the NCAA tournament and eventually the Final Four, all of the tournament as it's slated right now to be in Indiana, all of it in and around Indianapolis, at least once we get the bigger, more important weekends of the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, and the Final Four. All of that is in Indianapolis in a unique 2021, trying to get it all played. We'll talk a lot of college basketball uh, here on this show. But for right now, we're in the recap mode, and the host is in a particularly good mood because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, in fact, found their way into Super Bowl 55. My full-time employer every fall, the Bucks. B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, go Bucks, have gotten it done and have won the NFC Championship by virtue of a win at Lambeau Field over top-seeded Green Bay. Tried to tell you, tried to tell you on Three Dog Thursday, do not go against Brady and the Buccaneers as the underdog in this situation. And lo and behold, another road win, three straight in the playoffs, the fourth team in the 2000s to win all three road playoff games and make the Super Bowl. And the previous ones all won the game. We're going to elaborate on that more in this podcast. And obviously next week when the matchup with the Chiefs happens, give the Chiefs full credit. The defending champions did what they had to do with the Buffalo Bills. So uh, obviously now this sets into motion an epic Super Bowl showdown that we're going to talk a lot about today here on the podcast. I mean, you don't think CBS is reveling in this right now for Jim Nance and Tony Romo and company to call this. Uh, I mean the, fact, the mere fact that Tom Brady is involved means millions more, uh, particularly New England Patriot fans that gush all over him and fawn all over him. I keep saying to New England people, New England uh, fans, media members that uh, I've been in touch with, just give it another year or two. The memories will fade about Tom Brady winning, and in particular if the Patriots continue to flounder, not win, not make the playoffs, there will be increasing bitterness towards Tom Brady for having left. Just wait. Uh, it, will, it will be more and more his fault, especially if he plays on at a high level beyond this year. And I don't know that that's a given. I don't know that that's a guarantee. I mean, at 43 years of age, how many more years is he going to play? I know he has said he would love to play until he's 45 or 46. Don't know if he can. Don't know if it holds up. It would be a medical marvel if he does. But I, I don't know how you top going and in the first year that you're gone, you go somewhere else and you win the Super Bowl and do it in the home stadium of your new team. How do you how do you top that? And you can only go down from there uh, if you don't repeat. So I don't know what's going to happen with Brady, but I do know CBS is thrilled uh, on this front because the massive, most uh, watched event, most watched television event game of every year is the Super Bowl, but this one will probably have the highest ratings that they have had maybe in a decade just because Brady's involved and Mahomes is the second biggest name really right now in the NFL with the Chiefs going for the back-to-back. So anyway, much more on that. Uh, Coming up, Brian Edwards, our senior handicapper, MajorWager.com is going to be back with me from Vegas Insider as well. We'll talk more about the games from this weekend and what he thought. Uh, Also, at the time that we're taping, the Tennessee Volunteers making the higher official in college football of Josh Heupel, the former UCF Central Florida coach that had an unbeaten regular season his first year a couple of years ago. Uh, has had a lot of success, uh, UCF, in their in their three seasons with him at the helm, 28-8. and eight. Is he ready for the step up? This is the former Oklahoma quarterback that won a national title with Bob Stoops back in 2000, former Oklahoma offensive coordinator, former Missouri offensive coordinator a few years ago when Drew Locke was there. Now he steps into the big time. And let's be honest. Again, I have friends and acquaintances that are Tennessee fans or in the media in and around Knoxville. Uh, I, I get the fact that, Uh, Tennessee wanted to hit a home run with a hire, but let's be realistic. The job has been a mess, a dumpster fire, a garbage job, really, for the last decade. Sorry, point of fact, they've been bad, if not awful, at Tennessee. You you could have the champagne taste, you can have the caviar taste, but if you have the beer budget that everybody talks about, if you have the bologna budget in the metaphor— you're not going to be able to get big-time coaches to come there, especially with the NCA looming. So looming. So anyway, I'll talk more with Brian about that in the first segment of the show, and Brian will be back at the end of the show to talk lots of college basketball as well. In the middle segment, the YouTube roundtable has a couple of great guests on the uh, on the YouTube portion of the show. Go find us on YouTube via Three Dog Thursday and see Ronnie Night Train Lane. Love the train, the morning host in Tampa Bay on the sports station uh 620 wdae uh, the sports animal in tampa bay sports station he's the morning host there but he's also the pre and post game host and has been for the last 15 years on buccaneers radio tampa bay buccaneers radio ronnie also uh, previously was the sideline guy on the radio broadcast for the bucks he has been in and around buccaneer football for 35 years or so on the game broadcast right at 35 years So Ronnie will be here on the YouTube roundtable, as will a colleague of mine, George Offman. You'll know that name if you're a Chicago radio fan. He's a sports media guy from the Chicago radio side for over 40 years. Uh, working at uh, two or three different stations, including the Score, the All Sports station in Chicago, covered everything uh, from the Bears' Super Bowl win, which that 35th anniversary just happened this week of the Super Bowl shuffle uh, with the 46 defense, McMahon, Peyton, the fridge, all those uh, Hall of Famers, Richard Dent, uh, Mike Singletary, and that and that uh, incredible year the Bears had. So their anniversary was this week. George has covered that, the Michael Jordan Bulls, the Cubs World Series. Uh, The Blackhawks, Stanley Cups, you name it. So George Offman is here, and George has got a brand new storytelling podcast that I want to tell you more about. Uh, That is Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, and he has got some big-time heavy hitter national names in the sports media that got their start in Chicago. Chicago media personalities that became bigger hits elsewhere, ties back to Chicago. George asking great questions in a storytelling podcast format. Mike Wilbon is on the debut episode that debuted this week. Find the podcast, tell me a story I don't know. George will be here to talk more about it. The likes of Bob Costas, uh, Steve Stone, the former Cy Young Award winner, uh, Eddie Olchek, the, uh, the former player and Stanley Cup winner in the NHL that's now the NBC Sports Analyst of National Hockey League Action, Mike Greenberg of ESPN. They all have ties to Chicago. Uh, and love the insights. Sarah Kustak is on this, uh, who now does television work with the Brooklyn Nets uh, as the analyst on TV with Ian Eagle and company. All tying back to Chicago on and on with different sports media. Uh, uh, People, So George will be here to talk Chicago longtime sports. We'll we'll mix in the championship games from this past weekend. Super Bowl anniversary for the Bears. My Buccaneers Super Bowl Bowl anniversary was this past week for the win over the Raiders 18 years ago in San Diego. And I was there. And Ronnie Lane, my guest on the YouTube roundtable, was there. We'll tell you stories about that in the middle of the podcast. So all of that is forthcoming. Reminder, if you have not done so already, subscribe to this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe. More and more of you are doing that. It comes automatically to you on Thursday. Great insight on the underdogs, a little gambling advice. We talk the current events, everything going on. It comes automatically to your phone or your device, your iPad, if you subscribe. Uh, Rate us and review us as well. Help us move up in the rankings. Many of you have done on that. And again, publicly, thanks to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I always do this. SportsGamblingPodcast.com, their network feed of shows. Love the insights of uh, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Colby Dan, all those guys. They help promote us. We're affiliated with them and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There is so much to cover with the Super Bowl. With college basketball coming, and before we know it, we're going to crank back in with Major League Baseball. we got the hockey going, the NBA going, golf starting back up with the PGA Tour moving back to the United States. Uh, We even do boxing as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. Championship fight on Fox this weekend involving Caleb Plant, the IBF super middleweight champ. May end up fighting at some point Canelo Alvarez. If you love boxing, find our Big Fight Weekend Podcast as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. Whether we're talking about Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder in the heavyweights, Errol Spence, Manny Pacquiao, Bud Crawford in the welterweights, Love the boxing. Go find Big Fight Weekend. And we talked that up, too, but they've got it all on the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, Network of Shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Thank you to those guys. All right, we're ready to get to it. With all of that out of the way, let's talk recap mode of the NFC and AFC Championship game wins. Tom Brady, 10 championship game wins now. It's ridiculous. So much more about that with Brian Edwards, a little Tennessee coaching situation. Brian's got college hoops later in the show. Some very entertaining SEC Big 12 Challenge games coming on Saturday that we'll analyze and handicap a little bit on the show middle segment is the youtube roundtable with ronnie lane and george offman coming on the program look forward to talking to those guys as well let's get rolling indeed we love 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 when we can come back in here with brian edwards and talk about how the underdog love continues and my tampa bay buccaneers are in the super bowl as i've been saying it is still surreal even a few days later brian me to be saying that, but the Bucs not only got the cover, they got the outright win in Green Bay. You were also warning us, stay away from Buffalo and the Chiefs, sure enough, after falling behind, able to win and cover. So welcome in our, uh, our senior handicapper, MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider. Uh, and what are your thoughts now that it is a Buccaneers-Chiefs Super Bowl here? What were your thoughts coming off the weekend off of those victories by those two teams, sir?
2: I thought Todd Bowles did a terrific job of bringing pressure and uh, keeping Aaron Rodgers, you know, un- uncomfortable. I thought they missed Bakhtiari. Um I, you know, I just I, I thought Tampa Bay's defensive, especially in the first half, uh, effort was stellar, and um, you know, I, I thought Kansas City. You know they were mired in a one and eight against a spread slump, but most of those numbers were you know north of six and uh, laying three. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't turn that down. And um, I, I don't I think I might have said I was maybe leaning bucks against Packers early in the week when we spoke, but I ended up taking your bucks. So it um, I had a, a bloodbath of a Saturday in college basketball in a bad way. So I was fortunate <laughs> to come back and rally two and zero on Sunday. Thank goodness.
0: Well, we'll talk more college basketball with you in the final segment of the show, including the SEC Big 12 Challenge coming. I'm just glad that my Buccaneers could provide some healing, uh, some some mental consolation for you on Sunday. And we've got so much time to talk about the Super Bowl, which is a rematch of a regular season win in Raymond James Stadium in November by Kansas City. And how much does that mean? we got all of next week to talk about because now we have, a, have the week off through the games. And we should say, uh, for the Buffalo Bills, what a story. What a turnaround that has been in progress for Sean McDermott with Josh Allen at quarterback, the defense that's improved. They get all the way to the AFC title game, and they get beat by the defending champs in, in Kansas City. Um, and again, they had a 9 nothing lead early on in the game, but you just knew the Chiefs were going to be coming back. And Green Bay, very interesting. Number one seed, had the game at home. I, I kept preaching on this podcast that didn't necessarily mean anything uh, the way the Bucks have been playing on the road. And now, now we're seeing this stuff about Aaron Rodgers, his contract, his future. Very interesting for the two losing teams this weekend. Just a quick thought from you, Brian.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you know, Buffalo, I, I mean, they're fine. I mean, Buffalo got to the AFC Championship game in Josh Allen's third year. I think the future is bright. I mean, you lose at Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, deal with it, you know. Uh, as for Green Bay, it's a whole different story. I mean, I think Rodgers will end up coming back. But, um, you know, it was just a terrible move to draft uh, Jordan Love. Uh, that was just uh, – That was just stupid, and it's created whatever unnecessarily needed drama. It wasn't like Jordan Love was this guy like Aaron Rodgers who might have gone number one and fell to whatever he went to, 23 or four, when Green Bay got him. That was a whole different deal.
0: Well, and we'll see. And again, the Packers have been tremendous in the regular season each of the last two years and have gotten to the NFC championship game, losing at San Francisco last year. But in this case, as you mentioned, the Bucks had the mojo going. How about eight wins in a row on the road for the Buccaneers, three straight in the playoffs? I mention again here and everywhere the last three teams, O five Steelers, O seven Giants, Twenty Ten Packers that won three in a row on the road. In the wild card round, and then the next two on the road went on to win the Super Bowl. So three for three in the 2000s that this has happened, the last one 11 years ago now with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So in any event, that is the Super Bowl matchup. CBS gets its wish. Like I was talking about before, there will be probably 10 million extra eyeballs watching because it's Tom Brady uh, in there going against Patrick Mahomes. You know, some combination of, of uh, Buffalo against Brady and the Buccaneers would have had tons of interest. A combination of Rodgers and Mahomes would have had the interest uh, as well. But, man, Mahomes and Brady now, uh, it, we'll, we'll, we'll see skyrocketing numbers, obviously, from that. Uh, all right, so more on the Super Bowl next week. I want to shift to the college game. And at the time that we are taping, the news has come out. It has been confirmed. He's been introduced to the media Josh Heupel leaves UCF in Orlando, Central Florida, and comes to the University of Tennessee. I teased this a little while ago on the intro of the podcast. You would be coming with two fists, with both barrels. What about this move? They hired the UCF Athletic Director, Danny White. As everybody knows, it follows college football, Brian. So I don't think this is that surprising that he ends up with Heupel. There's NCAA drama looming, probably probation, but he goes and gets the coach that coached for him at UCF. All right, the stage is yours. The the uh, the chances to take some swings right now on Three Dog Thursday.
2: My first reaction was it's the fifth consecutive bad hire, but then I you know wrote, I wrote about it for an hour or so. <laughs> and um, I actually think that maybe it, it makes a little bit of sense. I mean, look, Tony Basilio, who I uh, has been great to me over the last decade he, in Knoxville Sports Radio, uh, he said on the opening moments of Monday's show that the number being bandied about in terms of uh, alleged violations on Pruitt's watch is 50. We've already heard a week or two back wow. that there's multiple, multiple level one violations and that their punishment could be somewhere in the neighborhood of what Ole Miss got in the wake of the Hugh freeze era, which was a two-year bowl ban. So you, you couldn't like, you know, uh, Danny White could not walk into anybody, a potential candidate's house and say, look, I know what's going to happen with the NCAA. He does not know. And that puts you with two hands behind your back on a coaching search. And so there weren't many options. They, uh, they went hard after James Franklin, reportedly, this past weekend. Uh, and that was, you know, they were unable to get that done. Um, and then there was, you know, it's been bandied about that O.C. Tony Elliott from Clemson and Buffalo's Lance Leopold, because uh, Danny White had been the AD at Buffalo, uh, were, were thought of, you know, and maybe considered. But, uh, look, here's the good things about Heupel. Uh, he has developed quarterbacks. You know, I know Drew Locke's not killing it in the pros, but he was the OC at Missouri when the development of Drew Locke. He was a QB's coach when Sam Bradford won the Heisman. Dylan Gabriel, the last two years as a true freshman and sophomore, 61 to 11 TDI and T-ratio and six rushing touchdowns. And maybe – he can lure Gabriel to transfer to Tennessee and with the leniency with the transfer rules lately maybe he could be their starting quarterback next year <laughs> that would be that would be a big plus now his 3 years uh at UCF he has averaged points wise uh he has averaged i got it right here sorry for the uh, all right what? 43.2 43.4 And then this past year, 42.2 points per game. And just in comparison, this is what Tennessee's offense uh, has averaged the last three years, Uh, 24.2, 22.8, and 19.8. So if you're going to lose, you're going to be on probation. You might as well lose with a fun brand of football. And and he did go 28-8 and at UCF. Now, some would say the, the program has gone south. And he has not recruited that well, so there is a negative. But, you know, Tennessee, with their facilities and and their fan base, I mean, you know, they can kind of recruit itself a little bit. I mean, you know, Butch Jones and Derek Dooley recruited pretty good in Tennessee. So maybe you can overcome that. Um, So I don't think it's a great hire, but considering the circumstances, I think it's decent, I guess. I mean, I don't think a lot of people want this job right now
0: there's the last thing you said is as big a factor too. Who else really wanted to come into that situation, and Heupel's willing to do that, and they played very up tempo at UCF and, and will I mean they were like top five in number of plays being run they're They're lightning quick with get on the ball and run the offense, so get ready for that. Uh, we'll see. We'll, the, the the proof in this is not 2021. The proof in this is, as you said, dealing with the NCA stuff. What do they look like two years from now? And really, what do they look like in 2023, depending on scholarships and that kind of stuff? That That's going to be the true proof of this hire. And obviously, Heupel's buying into... I'm going to have five or six years, at least four and probably five or six years to win and win successfully because this is the AD that hired me at UCF and he's in this with me uh, to try to correct the mess. And one more, because again, I I, I know we're going to talk with Ronnie Lane uh, coming up here in just a few minutes on the YouTube roundtable. And Ronnie is my buddy in Tampa Bay Radio. He's a big Vols fan. He'll be the first one to admit this when we get him on. When you talk about The disaster, and that is the word, of Lane Kiffin leaving them in the lurch, of Derek Dooley, uh, they, they went backwards and backwards and backwards. Butch Jones, never able to get them to an elite level, and then Jeremy Pruitt, a disaster. Folks, you've had disaster in Knoxville for a decade that has nothing to do with Josh Heupel. So you might as well see if he can do something better than disaster. At least he's been in a uh, New Year's 6 bowl game in the uh, in the Fiesta Bowl with LSU with an unbeaten season that year so at least he's won you know at a non power 5 to that level something by the way that Pruitt uh, nor uh, Jones, nor Dooley, nor Lane Kiffin had demonstrated any of that in a previous coaching situation to get to that level. So I, I'm not on the UCF payroll. I'm not a PR guy. I'm not a PR guy for Josh Heupel. But I, I like what you said at the end. What did you really expect here that you were going to get? That you got to be realistic um, with that. All right. So, and, and every, yeah. Any final and thoughts? Coach,
2: Go. Well, just every coaching search is uh, the main is timing. Every coaching search is timing, you know, and uh, the timing right now for Tennessee was horrific.
0: Well, and they've done things foolishly uh, like this really for about a decade. They, they knew of these NCA problems with Jeremy Pruitt in December and could have probably made this move in December. But they were waiting for more ammunition and lining it up and trying not to pay him and waited until late January to do this. And so that's another big factor is assistant coaches. How many of them can Hypel bring from UCF with him? What's the staff going to look like his first year because of how late you waited to hire in this instance? So uh, we will see at least for the Vols who have not what? been relevant for what? a decade. Anything else?
2: One last. One last tidbit, uh hypels buyout three point four million, whites two point five million, so UCF does have six million in new cash flow. Uh, it, it, to help in their search. And you for know an eight, and you know what I would so. go
0: and do right now if I'm them and they're scrambling in Orlando is I would go right back to Mr. Don't play the SEC teams two for one, two home games for them, for one for you. He's calling other athletic directors around the American Conference saying, don't do it. We got to hold firm, make them play us one-to-one. That's what we want to do at UCF. And, and Michael Kelly at USF, laughed him off and said, we're going to do a two-for-one deal and have Alabama play us here. And, Me- and Memphis laughed him off and said, we're going to play Arkansas or we're going to play Ole Miss, and if it's a two-for-one, that's what we're doing. They laughed him off. And so now UCF ought to make him eat those words, and ought to make him say, "Now that you're the Tennessee AD, you come play us one for one, and maybe we'll what? lessen that right. buyout money. That would be smart to do. You don't have to pay us six yeah. million; you only have to pay us, let's say, five million or four and a half. But we get a one for one home game with the University of Tennessee situation. Make him eat those words. That would be beautiful. One final thought, Brian. <laughs>
2: No, I like what you're saying. No no, no. final thought. I I, I echo what you say.
0: Love that. All right, more yeah. on the uh, video roundtable. Brian, stand by. Lots of college basketball, as we've been touting, with Brian in the final segment. Some handicapping on the SEC Big 12 uh, challenge that's coming this weekend. Um, and and, uh, and some of the other big college basketball that's coming this weekend. Straight ahead, our YouTube roundtable, Ronnie Knight Train Lane, Tampa Bay radio personality, Bucks radio broadcast, uh, and we'll be on the pre and post game coverage of Super Bowl 55. George Offman with me as well, longtime Chicago sports radio reporter and personality with a brand new podcast that's out. And as I've been mentioning, it's the 35th anniversary of the Bears, the 85 Bears winning the Super Bowl in January of 86. George will be here. Ronnie will be here straight ahead here on the show. But first, let's talk about our friends at WinBet. Do you want to win a $500 risk-free bet? Well, you can get that right now just by signing up through Sports Gambling Podcast and our partnership with WinBet. Go to com slash win sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNN to find out more information on WinBet. Currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan coming soon with more states on the way. You've got an opportunity again to get a risk-free bet with our friends at WinBet, and we'll be telling you more about the WinBet lines on Three Dog Thursday for the divisional round of the playoff games coming up in a little bit. Also, you've got a chance with your first win bet to get a free t-shirt from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Just screenshot that first bet with win bet and email it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get a free SGP merchandise t-shirt. Again, screenshot your first bet with win bet to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get free t-shirts from us when you make that first bet with win bet. Again, if WinBet isn't active in your state, you still get the free shirt just by referring a friend to it as well. So again, take advantage, find out more, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We are also brought to you in part by Better Than.Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on Better Than.Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball, Basketball NBA will be here soon as well. If the free video picks aren't enough, they're giving away cash. $1,000 to the handicapper that wins the most units, and $1,000 to the handicapper that has the most followers. Make sure you subscribe on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V. Better than Vegas, B-T-V, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash B-T-V, so you don't miss out on any of these videos. Head over to betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas to see more. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge, the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig since you're buying positions from other sports betters, and there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now. We're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on Three Dog Thursday. And on Wednesday and Saturday, pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in Edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just $10. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. Promo code SGP. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive, professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more.
1: The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? three dog thursday
0: now continues here again is tj reeves we are continuing along here on three dog thursday it is the youtube roundtable great to be with you and great to be with two of my colleagues Uh, you talk about legends in two different markets this is no exaggeration for these guys Ronnie Night Train Lane, who has been a 40-plus year radio legend in the Tampa Bay area, will now work his second Super Bowl with the B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Go Bucs. Uh, he was there 18 years ago for the win in San Diego, working the sideline. He's now on the pre- and post-game coverage on Buccaneers Radio. Night Train Lane, my Tampa Bay Buccaneer brother from another mother, as I always like to say on this show. Great to have you. Thank you for popping on on the YouTube roundtable, sir.
1: Good to be here, man, and it's a, a great time to be a sports fan, I would imagine, in the, the Tampa Bay area. Look at what has happened. The Lightning have secured the Stanley Cup. The Rays within two games of a World Series win, and now the Bucks The Bucks are in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Crazy.
0: Yeah, it is crazy times. I got another legend, a Chicago sports radio reporting legend and sports radio legend, George Offman, is with me. Oh, by the way... Let us not forget, 35th anniversary of those 1985 Chicago Bears. So it's good timing to have George uh, here on the program, including he's got a launch of a new podcast we're going to talk to you about, I Bow to Radio Greatness. And George Offman comes (laughs) on board on the YouTube Roundtable on Three Dog Thursday. My friend, how are you?
3: I'm great. And after hearing hearing Ronnie talk about the uh, Buccaneers, Rays, and the Lightning, and what's happening in Chicago, I feel like I should walk out. Things have been very good in Chicago lately.
0: Yeah, it it has been a little dry, but we should say though, you've had it great for a while with the Bulls winning a bunch, the Blackhawks winning a bunch. Mm -hmm. Didn't the Cubs? Ronnie's a Cardinal guy. I didn't tell you this, George, before I hit the record button. Ronnie's a Cardinal guy. He don't want to hear this. But the Cubs won the World Series, too, while we're well at it. And the White Sox have a World Series in the 2000s. It's not exactly been dry in, in Chicago, not, not dry like it has been some other places. Come on, George.
3: No, it, it, it picked up. Yes, it did pick up in the, uh, in the 90s after the, the Bears won a Super Bowl. So then it picked up with the Bulls winning six, the Blackhawks winning three, and the White Sox finally breaking through after 88 years, and the Cubs winning after 108 years. But you know what goes up must come down. <laughs> <It's>...
0: <laughs> yes, well. it seemingly uh, it seemingly has been, and for the Bucks, what has been down has now come up uh, some with this. And to that end, why don't we go ahead and uh, and take a look at exactly w- at what. Uh, as as they watch us here on the YouTube roundtable, what we're talking about in Tampa Bay, what happened at Lambeau Field as we see it on the screen last weekend. Ronnie, we've had a few days to digest this. Three consecutive playoff wins on the road. Surreal is the word I keep coming back to. Maybe we got to find another word. Bizarre, whatever you want to call it, to see Tom Brady, who we watched for 20 years, win these games in New England, now in Buccaneer, Pewter, and Red, winning in Green Bay. What are your thoughts a few days later here, now that we're watching this and this has really happened and they're in the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, it's truly remarkable that Brady is playing at the level that he is at the age of 43. That just tells you that he has really taken good care of himself. Uh, he's a very disciplined individual. And for him to come in here and will this team, I mean, he always tells you it's not just me. And he's mm-hmm. right about that. He is certainly correct about that because. If you look at the championship game in Chicago, and you were there, I mean, you were covering it too, T.J. reese He was excellent in the first half, not so much in the second half with three interceptions, very un-Brady-like, but what happened? For the most part, the Buccaneers' defense rose to the occasion and bailed him out against the great Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at historic Lambeau Field.
0: Yes, they did. Uh, Brady was great in the first half, not so great in the second half, but you're right, the defense – did what it had to do now interestingly george is in chicago i don't know the answer to this i think i know bears fans chicago sports fans so anti-green bay so anti-rodgers that you were actually kind of bandwagoning as a fan base or as an area onto the Bucks to keep the packers out what do you what about it
3: well, but there are fans who are anti-Brady because of the New England Patriots and the chicanery that they went through. But I would say that the uh, the balance of justice was much more that they don't want to see Rogers in the Super Bowl. That said, though, there's a great deal of respect for him as well because of what he has done for Green Bay and the fact that the Bears haven't had a you know a reasonably good quarterback now in about a hundred years. So, uh, but, but, you know, the fact that Brady is there, there are probably fans that just don't want to see Brady there because he's been there so often. You know, I was thinking about this today, what an anomaly Tom Brady is at age 43. There are very few athletes that defy father time. Uh, LeBron James is one of them still at the top of his game at age 37. What has he been to 10 straight finals? Uh, I'm thinking in terms of a guy like Gordie Howe. Chris Chelios was a top-notch defenseman in his 40s. Nelson Cruz is looking for a job. He's the best DH, and he's 40.
0: There are just Nolan some guys. Ryan. Can I add, Nolan, Nolan Ryan, Ryan was Ryan. still blowing yeah. him away in his 40s, but it's rare, to your point.
3: It, it is rare, and don't you, I, I don't know what Tom Brady's future is going to be like. At one point, something in his brain is going to click saying, you know what, I'm one hit away from you-know-what. But it wouldn't surprise me, he comes back next year, and the Bucks are favored to win. It's Brady.
0: Uh, yeah, interesting, asked, Ronnie uh, Lane. Pardon me, Ronnie. On your radio program, the Ronnie and T-Crash show midweek, Bruce Arians was on board. You put the question to the Buccaneers coach, would you walk off, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, if they win – he, what did he say to you, and, and how do you think that relates to Brady? Follow up on what Arians answered to you guys on local Tampa Bay radio Wednesday.
1: Yeah, he basically said, and I'll have to paraphrase it, but uh, no, let's do two. Let's have two. Let's, uh, I'm coming back, basically, is what he said. He's not going anywhere. And Brady has signed for two years, and some are speculating now things go well. He could come back a third year. But you know, eventually, Father Time has got to catch up with this cat. But uh, we're enjoying this run right now. It's magical. It's historic. And I can't wait for the Super Bowl. You've got the Tom Brady in waiting and Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, we have the Tom Brady playing for the Bucks. I mean, this should be a splendid game, man. I, I think it could end up a shootout.
0: Yeah. And we're looking forward to that coming in Tampa Bay. More on that in a second. I want to go back to George again about the Chicago area, the Chicago fans. There it is, George Offman, 35 years ago, uh, earlier this week, the Bears and the Fridge victorious in the Superdome over the New England Patriots, speaking of Tom Brady. Um, Again, take us back to that. I, I know the Bears have been in the Super Bowl since with Lovie Smith. In the 2000s, but take us back to that time and what that was like. Covering that team and them winning it, give give us some insight, George offman
3: Well, if I'm not mistaken, the fridge is still the only appliance to score a touchdown in Super Bowl history. Um, <laughs> it was really a, a magical time. If not for losing in Miami, the Bears would have been an undefeated team. And there are those of us who still believe that they are arguably the best team in NFL history. They didn't go undefeated, but they were 15-1 and and steamrolled their way into the playoffs, through the playoffs. I mean, they vanquished the the New York Giants. They vanquished the Los Angeles Rams. It was just easy. And people fell in love with the team because of the massive amount of personalities they had, you know, from Otis Wilson to Jim McMahon, uh, Willie Galt. They just had a ton of remarkable Steve McMichael and but uh, that's fading now. I think fans have gotten so fed up with what's happening with Bears management now. They're 35 years later, it's like, okay, that's great. Uh, they cashed in. Can you guys give us another Super Bowl champion? All I know is that I texted a friend of mine last night who lives down in South Florida and showed him a picture of a party that we had. He was at my house that night 35 years ago. And it was, by the way, 10 below zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're nice. trying
0: to think warm thoughts in Chicago. George is telling us you got 5 inches of snow on the ground, but show the YouTube roundtable audience on 3 Dog Thursday. What do you have? You're channeling your your South Florida on your shirt. You're channeling warm thoughts because he's channeling Key West. Very nice, George. While he has 4 inches of snow uh, in or 5 in Chicago. That's not bad. Again, we kick it around with George Offman. Follow him on Twitter George OF 1F Offman O-F. O F M A N. George's got a great new storytelling podcast. I'm going to promote here at the end of this roundtable in a few moments. Ronnie Lane is also here. Ronnie N T L on Twitter. Ronnie is on with uh, Tom Krasnicky. Ronnie and T Kras do the morning show on W D A E, the sports radio station uh, here in Tampa Bay. Ronnie also on the pre and post game show, uh, co- uh, show coverage of Buccaneers radio. Ronnie has been associated with the Buccaneer broadcast on and off for about thirty years. Hello. Perfect segue, Night Train Lane, uh, to 18 years ago this week. Here it is. I'm showing it on screen as we speak. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in San Diego beating the Oakland Raiders. Ronnie, you were on the call with Gene Deckerhoff, Scott Brantley in the booth. You were on the sideline for this game. 18 years later, five Rich Gannon interceptions by the Bucs. Mike, all started a touchdown. Keenan McCardell caught two touchdowns. The Buccaneers end up winning this game. Enough of me. You were there on the call. What was that like? What do you remember fondly the most?
1: Well, you talk about surreal with Brady being the Bucks quarterback. That was surreal because it was the Bucks' first ever appearance in the Super Bowl, obviously. And the thing was, you know, you were here. You remember the Bucs traded for John Gruden. Who had ever heard of somebody trading for a coach But they traded for John Gruden that year, and all he did was revamp the offense. He left the defense completely alone. He he told Monty Kiffin, who was with Tony Dungy's staff, I want all of your coaches, I want you, I want all of your defensive schemes, and he's going to work on the offense, and boy, did he ever. And if you'll recall, T.J. Reese, Brad Johnson was the quarterback. Uh, He was nothing super, super spectacular, but he took care of the football, he threw it away when he didn't have anything. He knew when the journey was over, as our friend Dave Moore likes to say. <laughs> and uh, he kept the Bucs in games, and they finally got that offense cranking towards the end of the season with Keyshawn yes. Johnson and company and really rolled through the playoffs. And, and then hand the ball through. to that
0: guy, Mike Allstott, we're watching on the YouTube yes. roundtable. Hammers through for a touchdown. They did some of that. They threw it enough. Look at John Gruden against his old team. I mean, Hollywood – This is a Hollywood type thing against his old team. I still, I still at times think about this, Ronnie, and 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 say, were we really there? Did that really happen? Particularly the way that it happened against the Oakland Raiders, his old team. It did happen. It's it's incredible. Uh, Eighteen years ago.
1: And if you'll recall, the people in San Diego loved us. Uh, One, we were an NFC team that that was going to take on their dreaded, hated. Oakland Raiders I mean they hated the Raiders in San Diego everybody became a Bucs fan so that was pretty cool and then the fact that you know San Diego is such a beautiful place and this was right after 9-11 TJ and I I didn't know it uh, at the time that we left Tampa we left Tampa on the same day that we got back from Philadelphia they had moved the game up to where it was just one week between the Super Bowl and the championship games and we landed in Tampa at about 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, had a big party there, big celebration. And then we were back at the stadium to leave for San Diego at 11 a.m. So basically go home, do some laundry, and come back and head to San Diego. And we didn't know when we got on the plane. We were all so tired that the coaching staff did not get on the plane. So we were stunned when we got there. in the media was that we were at San Diego Naval Station for We didn't know we were flying into that. That was for security purposes. But – It was crazy, man, and uh, it was a good time, though. That week flew by so quickly.
0: Yeah, that was the last time there was only one week between the championship games and the Super Bowl for both the Raiders and the Buccaneers, as you hear the voice of Ronnie Lane. Also, George Offman is here. It's the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Again, I always say this. If you're only hearing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, come find us on YouTube on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, again, you'll see the moving pictures. See what we look like, etc. Not surprising. This is like the fourth week in a row. I'm rocking the uh, the Buccaneer stuff. 98 Rock, the home of the Buccaneers and our our radio network. I've got the Super Bowl hat, Train and George on the YouTube roundtable. They can come see it. it. That's there. the Super Bowl champions hat for the Bucks uh, right behind me here in the shot. Uh, they can find that. Um, and and again, uh, this is going to be wild next week to have the game here, Ronnie. One more time, you've been a resident here five decades now. I'm not making you out to be ancient, but th- it's we've had Super Bowls before, but this is going to be something special to have the hometown team in the Super Bowl, Ronnie. Give me a little more.
1: No, it really is. The last Super Bowl I attended here, and to show my age a little bit more, here was 18 years ago. Not no, not 18 years ago. 30 years ago. On Wednesday, when the bucks not the Bucks, but the Buffalo Bills and the New York football Giants were in the 25th anniversary Super Bowl. And that was incredible. What was most, what what you remember most from that is the security leading up to the game and getting into the stadium. It took me about two and a half hours, and I'm an accredited member of the the media to get (laughs) into, at that time it was Tampa Stadium, we called it the Big Sombrero. But you know, once you got in there, the, the security was was so it was like a war zone almost. Just, just to be blunt because about, there was a in black that, hockey, in
0: that time helicopter. frame for the audience, and we have a lot of long, younger guys that listen and gals that right. listen. That was the first Iraq Desert Storm that the had just gotten war. underway, like the week before or two weeks before, and there were all kinds of concerns. One week before,
1: right? And, and Remember, so they that, almost they almost and, canceled the game. The NFL wow. was thinking about canceling the game.
0: And so but that they, was the uh, Giants and, and the Bills and Whitney Houston with the epic national anthem, the late Whitney Houston, and then Scott we'll never Norwood it. wide to the right for the Bills who've never lived that down. Scott Norwood. And uh, by the way, sure. you know,
1: I was recently married. <laughs> Uh, two years now to a a young lady from Buffalo. So she has not forgotten that. (laughs) And she
0: was dying hard, I'm sure, last weekend, trying to get the Bills to the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. That's for She was a
1: mess uh, Sunday night, but uh, God bless her. Love her, and uh, she'll be fine. She was hoping her Bills would be here.
0: Yeah, But as it turns out, it's the Bucks and the Chiefs. Again, more on that next week. All right, George Offman, back to you. I love me some uh, new podcast that you have. Uh, it, it is called Tell Me a Story That I Don't Know. We're showing it on the screen right now to the YouTube uh, audience. Um, this is where you can find it on Apple Podcasts. It's on all the major podcast outlets. It's on the TuneIn radio app for free as well. Your debut episode this week: Chicago's Mike Wilbon. This is a storytelling podcast with a Chicago theme. George, tell me more about tell me a story. I don't know why you wanted to do it, and the guests and the guests that are coming on. If you would,
3: well, why I wanted to do it is because I had lost my job at (laughs) WBBM Radio. I was a guy that was cut back in July. I'd been there for ten years, and so it didn't take me long. It was a couple of weeks. I came up with an idea. The idea was to do an interview with sports personalities with connections to Chicago. And I started to put together a list and the list was local and national. And you can see, besides Michael Wilbon, we have Bob Costas, Mike Greenberg, uh, Sarah Kustak, and there are a whole bunch more, Marv Albert and and many more that I'll be interviewing for our second season. Along with locals, uh, Eddie Olczyk is kind of that cross. He's national and local. Steve Stone is the longtime baseball analyst here for the Cubs and now for the White Sox. And this was all about stories of connections to Chicago, but stories of their history. And I can tell you, once you let the water, you know, turn on the faucet, the water just flows and people talk and talk and talk. And it's great because the, your memory is flooded with things that you did that were part of your career. And in the case of Michael Wilbon, he was such a natural because you know not only has he come to great fame with the Washington Post and of course pardon pardon the interruption now for the last 20 plus years, but he's a Southside native of Chicago. He still has a residence here. He still does a lot of critiquing of the Bears. Boy, he does a ton of that on his, on his Twitter account. So he still bleeds uh, Chicago sports. Mike Greenberg began his professional career in Chicago. Andrew Siciliano began his professional career in Chicago, and they all have great stories to tell. So this is weekly, uh, and next week we'll go with uh, with Eddie Olchek and I think the following week with Bob Costas, and he's quite remarkable as well because his connections to Chicago are, and I'll just give you one example, the very first Super Bowl he hosted was Super Bowl 20, the Bears and the New England Patriots, 35 years ago.
0: How about that from Bob Costas and and Costas, actually, as you mentioned, I think you said this worked Chicago Bulls games on TV long before the NBC (laughs) gigs uh, that he got in the eighties for that. Mike Greenberg got his start before being on ESPN, obviously in Chicago. Uh, I don't know that there's a better analyst in any sport, no disrespect to all of them than Eddie Olchek on the hockey. You learn something every time the energy, the enthusiasm, uh, great. And so you'll hear these people telling story. Old Check tells a phenomenal story, Ronnie, and for the audience on Three Dog Thursday, about learning that he was being traded while he's in the delivery room with his wife giving birth. <laughs> How did I do Whoa. on the tease, George Offman? For that, tell me a story I don't know coming subsequently. How'd I do?
3: great it is a great story and he tells it in length and he tells it with great humor and he remembers every aspect about it and he's so enthusiastic about it that story alone is worth listening to it he's told it several times maybe many times before but it is a great story but he also talks about a dream sequence right off the bat so they're all very interesting in that they have stories that you haven't heard some you might, but many that you've never heard before. And it's really interperspective and it's quite interesting.
0: Again, if you're only hearing us, tell me a story I don't know is available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, and again, you can find it. I'm going to go ahead and plug for both of these guys uh, here one more time. You can find them through social media and the links to all of their stuff. Find George Offman right here at O-F-M-A-N, George Offman all oh, one thing on twitter find him there find there him on facebook that's, there's that mod
3: who guy. as as he did, let me tell you
0: Ozzy, is giving you, uh, giving you a little, uh, a little head rub there. Uh, we all, we all have the lack of follicles on top at this point. So anyway, George Offman on Twitter and on Facebook, and again, I'll plug one more time. There it is. Tell me a story. I don't know if you're seeing us on the YouTube roundtable. Is the podcast great stuff? There, love this man, Ronnie Lane, Ronnie NTL for Night Train Lane, Ronnie NTL on Twitter, right there find him also with Tom Krasnicki on the morning show weekday mornings but I love Ronnie best of all being with him every weekend in the fall for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football pre and post game host train you are the answer to the trivia question with Gene Deckerhoff you're the two guys that have worked the two buck super bowls on Buccaneer Radio when this happens a week and a half wow. from now my brother I love it
1: yeah hey look Gene's a Gene's a Hall of Famer love him and we've had some great times and we have great stories and, Sometimes Gene gets into those on the broadcast and I'm sure you guys are looking at each other going, what in the hell? But yeah, good times, man.
0: Yeah, Gene, Gene and Ronnie go way back. We all go back way together. And again, this man's a legend in Tampa Bay. George Offman, a legend in Chicago. Guys, we run out of time here. I have told all the stories, and they have two, that they can tell, George. How'd I do on that? Now you got to listen to George's podcast to find a story we don't know. Ronnie went and got the football. Hold the football up for the YouTube audience one more time. Turn that thing around. There is the Super Bowl 37 <laughs> football that he has right there that the Bucks celebrated the anniversary of this week. Let's hope there's another one coming for Buccaneers and Chiefs. Ronnie Lane, George Offman, thank you for hanging out on the Three Dog Thursday podcast and the YouTube Roundtable, gentlemen. I appreciate having you. Good luck with all of your stuff. Ronnie, I look forward to talking to you on Buccaneers Radio. Yes, sir. Super Sunday. My
3: pleasure, today.
0: Indeed. We are back in one more time here with the man from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider, our senior handicapper, Brian Edwards. I mention again... That uh, three consecutive weekends in the NFL playoffs, we gave you five successful underdogs, including my Buccaneers, each of the last couple of weeks. But Brian had the likes of the Cleveland Browns earlier. I gave you the L.A. Rams uh, before, so... Uh, The underdogs were flowing, and now we're going to turn our attention to college basketball because, Brian, as I've been saying, this is going to become more of a college basketball show. It's everything but more of college basketball, at least for the underdog purposes and the line purposes. At the time that we're taping some interesting action on Tuesday night that saw Oklahoma win at Texas uh, Tuesday night 80-79, um, to 79, saw Alabama complete the sweep of Kentucky in the SEC. Alabama now 9-0 in Southeastern Conference play. This is not Nick Saban, uh, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. No, no. This is Nate Oates and Herbert Jones and John Petty in the basketball program. Now 9-0 and in the SEC with a sweep of Kentucky. Uh, we also saw a couple of other interesting games. An Auburn team that you're going to talk about beat Missouri at home. So, so just some interesting games that took place on Tuesday at the time that we're taping here on Three Dog Thursday, and we continue to ramp up the college hoops.
2: Yeah, and some Blue Bloods got some much dire, you know, needed wins in North Carolina at Pittsburgh and uh, Duke at home uh, to Georgia Tech, you know, two Blue Bloods that are really struggling this year. And Tennessee got off the schneid. they didn't cover, and I had Mississippi State plus nine last night. Tennessee wins by three. At home, but it was another. You know, they could have dropped their third in a row, which would have been uh, disastrous. And and you mentioned Alabama remains undefeated in SEC play, and and they had a non-conference win before SEC play started. So they've now won ten in a row, going nine and one against the spread. And you know, and I really thought Kentucky came to play last night. Effort was not a problem. Kentucky played hard last night, but uh, Alabama was able to get some separation, and then they really hit their free throw, hit their last 10 free throws, which is what you need when you're laying six Mm. or seven points, and I needed it (laughs) to recover uh, last night. But, you know, I know Auburn can't go to the tournament this year. They've self-imposed, and Sharif Cooper is probably going to be a one and dunner So we're not talking for March Madness purposes, but we've got a lot of games left to bet on Auburn. And since Sharif Cooper joined them, they are 4-0-1 against the spread with three outright wins the two outright losses they blew a 19 point lead at Arkansas and lost by either one or two I forget and they lost by four to the Alabama team we've talked so much about Uh, Cooper was limited to 28 minutes last night because of foul trouble nevertheless he had 28 points eight boards seven assists he gets you a good shot on every single possession he gets to the rim into the lane and he's either going to get a layup dish to a big for a dunk or he's going to kick to somebody for an open three he makes everybody better and baylor undefeated has been favored by double digits in a lot of home games if auburn is a double digit dog at baylor early saturday afternoon in the sec big 12 challenge i will be on auburn if they're catching double digits and i have a feeling they will not not 15, but I think they could be 10, maybe
0: 11. Very interesting in that one, looking ahead uh, there to Saturday and that SEC uh, Big 12 challenge. And you mentioned Duke had to come from behind a game that was going back and forth with Georgia Tech that's already pulled a couple of wins in the ACC and even an out of conference win over Kentucky. Uh, Duke floundering, Kentucky now 5 and 10. What what has happened to our 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 1980s, 90s and 2000s uh b- big time basketball programs? Uh by the way, the last time that Duke and North Carolina both missed the NCAA tournament Uh, Lyndon Johnson had just become president after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It was March of 1964, Brian Edwards, that long ago that, that both Carolina and Duke missed the same NCAA tournament. So... Keep an eye Even on TJ that.
2: Even T.J. was not born no, yet. No,
0: no Brian Edwards, no T.J. on the planet, and a lot of the people listening to us were not alive for that, and that's pre-Dean Smith and obviously way, way before Coach K uh, as well. And I don't know when the last time no Duke, no North Carolina, no Kentucky – If it it comes to it, it would truly be crazy if uh, if that is the case. All right, again, with the understanding we don't know the Wednesday results, we'll talk more about Saturday in a second. Thursday night uh, has Villanova at UConn uh, in an interesting game. UCLA, I saw some of them lose in heartbreaking fashion in overtime to Stanford over the weekend. UCLA was to have played Oregon. That game is now paused. I mean, we got games being paused. Uh, all over the place in college basketball and having to be rescheduled with some of these teams. So that would have been on Thursday. Why don't we go ahead and skip ahead just real quick to Saturday? Alabama, Oklahoma is going to be an 11 a.m. local time game in Norman. We mentioned Alabama completes the sweep over Kentucky. They beat LSU on the road in a game where they scored 105 points last week. Uh, they they have been held down by Mississippi State and Kentucky uh it, relatively speaking in both of those games now they travel to Oklahoma as I mentioned off the win for the Sooners Tuesday night over Texas do we believe that Alabama may be getting points at Oklahoma even though Alabama is higher ranked and has won uh all the games in the uh, in the SEC nine for nine will Alabama possibly be an underdog project for Saturday because we don't know they may know the truth when they're listening to us what do you think real quick
2: I think it's going to be real tight. I I would say my line would probably be Alabama minus two-and-a-half or three, but I won't be shocked if they're a one- or two-point underdog. Um, And
1: uh, I don't know. I mean,
2: I heard Nate Nate Oates' post-game remarks last night. He was like, you know, we're on a way to a really good seed, and if we can get a non-conference road win over a quality team, that could really go a long way. I mean, I, I think he's thinking in his mind, you know, maybe a one or a two seed potentially, certainly a two seeds on his mind. And so Alabama will be, be plenty motivated. Um, we
0: shall see. All right. Also, Florida, who's playing Wednesday night. We don't know the result. Gators at West Virginia Saturday, SEC Big 12 Challenge. Florida, we believe, and, and West Virginia won by one Monday night uh, on the last second shot for them, and then McClung missed the, the chance to win it for Texas Tech at home in Morgantown. So West Virginia won Monday night over Texas Tech. They get to rest up and play Florida Saturday. We believe Gators will probably be at least a 5-6 point underdog in that game Saturday for Three Dog Thursday purposes, right? Yeah, so
2: Scotty Lewis, uh, who I assume had COVID, or, or, I mean, I just don't think contact tracing would have kept him out this long. So uh, he started, he had his first practice Monday. Um, they're not, as I say, he's going to be a game time decision on Wednesday. But I would think for sure, whether he even plays Wednesday or not, that he will be ready on Saturday, and Colin Castleton, who was one of three starters to miss the 26-point win over Tennessee last week, he returned Saturday and played extremely well. And the Michigan transfer big man has just been stunningly – productive and just outstanding for Florida. And while Lewis has been out, I think Trey Mann has played better, took on more of a a scoring role. And and so, you know, when they had three starters out against Tennessee, they started playing a bunch of freshmen that haven't really played all year. And those kids are hustling and and playing pretty well. So I think Florida's developed a little depth now. And if Florida's catching seven or eight, I'll be on them at Mm. West Virginia. Mm um i i just think florida's uh in good form right now and uh look west virginia is a better team uh but i think florida uh it's going to get run out of town by anybody uh the way they're playing right now
0: all right well we'll see what happens uh villanova Seton hall by the way supposed to play saturday these covid-19 times who knows you may know if that game went on pause or not of course villanova had 27 days off until they beat Seton hall back about a week ago on a one point game on a controversial over the back call on Seton Hall at Philadelphia that gave Villanova the free throws with one second left to win the game rematch coming against Seton Hall uh, in New Jersey That one uh, this weekend in the Big East on Saturday afternoon. And uh, also a couple of other ones uh, of note. Uh, Kansas at Tennessee with Kansas struggling. Tennessee got a midweek win. SEC Big 12 challenge. Uh, Wisconsin trying to bounce back from a loss on the weekend to Ohio State. They'll play Penn State If all things are equal, Penn State has had some COVID issues. That one also on Saturday. So lots of college basketball. And this kind of segues us uh, here. They need to keep track with all your stuff, your social media, MajorWager.com, because you're going to have the latest on who's playing in what game, what players are playing, what are the line movements. They need to stay with all of your stuff for Saturday, especially in college hoops, right? Yeah, and
2: look, uh, Texas Tech at LSU, Mm -hmm. if LSU, is favored there. I would love Texas Tech. Mac McGlung uh misses the uh, potential game winner uh at the horn. They they led West Virginia a good chunk of that second half and it was a heartbreaker and uh you know they've got a, a little extra rest after playing Monday. I think Texas Tech in bounce-back mode. Hell, even if Texas Tech is favored by a couple of points, I think I like them Mm. in that spot at LSU. LSU can't defend, and Texas Tech is so much uh, well-better coached. But, yeah, in terms of, uh, yeah, you follow me on Twitter at Edwards or follow Major Wager at Major Wager Uno. And, uh, yeah, check out my work at VegasInsider.com. My picks are there as well. And all that good
0: stuff. Yeah, and he has tremendous information as we as we progress along. Podcast being released here on Thursday, still relevant for the weekend, but keep track at Vegas B Edwards, MajorWager.com. He'll have the latest on these games for Saturday. Should be a wild slate of Saturday games. Let's hope most or all of them can get played. COVID 19 guidelines, contact tracing. Let's hope we don't have some cancellations out of that as we progress along in the college hoops. Listen, I love talking with you. Tons of Super Bowl with a little college basketball sprinkled in next week as we get ready for Buccaneers and Chiefs. Brian, as always, thank you. Have a great weekend. Good luck with the picks, with the underdogs, with everything you have.
2: Thanks, brother. Have a great
0: weekend. Love that man's insight. Love our roundtable guests on the YouTube show, Ronnie Night Train Lane, as well as George Offman with me, kicking it all around about Super Bowl 55 and much more. Again, subscribe to this show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to 3Dog Thursday. Thanks to my Sports Gambling Podcast guys, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, SportsGamblingPodcast.com. They help promote us. Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, and company. For now, we are done. Enjoy all the games this weekend with the college Hoops. super bowl talk coming next week for bucks and chiefs on three dog thursday bye